Om Parivin, everyone. Many happy returns to this amazing time of the church here in the holiest time of the year, the Holy Bascha week. So to summarize today's uh, gospel, the Paschal Gospels of this day and evening essentially summarize a very important question for all of us, and that is, who is Christ? Our Lord today asked, who do you say that I am? And you notice that always, our Lord always, before he met with people or was trying to heal them, that he would always posit these questions to the people, right? And why would our Lord begin everything with a question? Because our Lord is the great physician, right? And in the liturgical services of the church, we refer to him as the bishop of our souls, the true bridegroom. And if you see this icon right here, the icon of our Lord um, on the day of his crucifixion, this icon is known as the, the bridegroom icon. Because this week we are preparing the marriage between the true bridegroom, our Lord, the true physician, to every single one of us, to all of our souls, and all his church collectively. And like any physician, in order to identify sickness and lead someone to healing, questions need to be asked, right? You know, whenever you go to the, the doctor's office, the doctor always kind of asks and try to, uh, tries to prod to ask questions to get more information out of you. And that's the first step in any path towards healing. And this week is all about healing for all of us. And that's why Christ often asks questions prior to healing people. Abuna, the late Abuna Manasseh Yohanna, who wrote the book, The Crucified Jesus, which I highly recommend everyone to read if they've never read it, especially during this week, he refers to our Lord as the divine surgeon. So if you think about the precision in which a surgeon needs to cut and heal his patient, our Lord deals with us with such precision. And each of us individually and uniquely according to our infirmities and sickness. St. Peter today in the gospel, he responded boldly. He said, you are the Christ. You know, some believed he was a prophet. Some said he was the Christ. Some said he was possessed by demons. But St. Peter answered boldly that you are the Christ. And we all know who Christ is, right? God in flesh incarnate, the Messiah, the Christ. I think even Abuna Matta al-Miskin has a book called The Titles of Christ. So objectively, we all know who is God. God is God. Our Lord and Savior is God in flesh. We know who He is, and we know how in the fullness of time, how He has been revealed to us. But we all have different experiences with God, and each of us has a unique relationship. It was St. Augustine that said that God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us. And that is to show the unique, intimate relationship that God has with each person. And I believe it was also St. Athanasius that said that even if there was only one person on earth, that God would have come and become incarnate just to save that one person. And this shows us the intimate nature that God has with every single uh, member of his creation. But we see a very great paradox today. We see Christ, you know, earlier today we were all chanting Hosanna. We see Christ in all glory today. Peter proclaiming that he is the Christ. But we also see today, and as the previous uh, individuals that gave the sermons, we also see Christ explaining what would happen to him. 
And then we see Peter rebuking him. And our Lord was very direct with Peter and called him Satan because he wanted to make a point that the glory of Christ and salvation has to come through the cross and not earthly glory. And this is an example of humility and love to all of us. So Holy Week, and I think the purpose for all of us, the goal for this Holy Week, is that we understand this paradox, this very lovely and interesting juxtaposition between these two concepts, that of glory and suffering, life and death. The Messiah, the Christ, on one side, and the betrayed, the crucified, the one who was killed on the other side. God the judge, and God the one who will stand trial by his own creation that he created. These two dynamics united in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how is this so? Why? Why, Lord? God in flesh to succumb to this. You are the one who the cherubim and the seraphim do not stop praising you continuously, agios, 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 amidst the worst of his sufferings. And our Lord teaches us the path of glory, of godliness, is the path of suffering, right? Father John Baer, uh, one of the contemporary theologians and scholars, he said Christ teaches us what it means to be God in the way that he died as a human being. Christ teaches us what it means to be God in the way that he died as a human being. We witnessed this week a great mystery. This is a mystery. And that's why St. Paul said, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. And many prophets and righteous ones, especially in the Old Testament, had great glory. I mean, some that come to mind are King David. King David had glory as king. King Solomon, in all his wisdom and splendor. Joseph, you know, Joseph in the Old Testament, you know, was one of the, the hierarchs of all of Egypt, one of the governors of all of Egypt, second to Pharaoh. Abraham was the father of fathers, also great glory. But our Lord chose a greater glory than that. And that is the glory of suffering even unto death. But today in this gospel hour, the disciples were saddened. They were very perplexed. And it says in the gospel of this hour, and they were exceedingly sorrowful. Even, you know, I can only imagine the amount of shock that they were having in them. So we spend this whole week meditating on this mystery. And this great contrast between, you know, glory and suffering can only be seen through the lens of faith, hope, and most importantly, love. And this is why the gospel of this hour, our Lord talked about the greatness and importance of faith to understand and see God's glory in one's life. Glory revealed in suffering. So how do we do this this week? How do we live this this week? Maybe we should do more tazbaha. The church says no tazbaha. Right? Let's pray more Agbeya, right? That's always the Sunday school answer. Pray the Agbeya. Maybe we pray more hours of the Agbeya. 
What does the church tell us? No Agbeya. Maybe more prayer meetings and church services so we can, can understand this mystery. The church says no. Not even funerals this week. The church says no. What does the church teach us to do this week? Come and listen. Come and read. As Abuna mentioned earlier, come and take a journey of the Old Testament. Tomorrow, bright and early, we start with Genesis and we try to unravel this beautiful mystery. And we read the New Testament and we meditate on the homilies of the fathers. Come and listen and say, This is what the church wants us and how we should meditate. And when we meditate on this, we are to examine each and every one of us what this means to us. How Christ's self-emptying is the example par excellence for all of us in our lives. And how specifically His sacrifice and this mystery has impacted me personally as an individual and as the bride of the true bridegroom. I'll finish with this quote from St. Irenaeus of Lyons, one of the early, early church fathers, a disciple of St. Polycarp, who was a disciple of St. John the Beloved. He said, The glory of God is a living human being, and the life of the human being is to see God. The glory of God is a living human being, and the life of the human being is to see God. God became us His glory. And the goal of this week and all of our lives is to see God and meditate on His love for us. This great paradox, the crucified God. May God bless us during this Pascha week and help us to meditate on the crucified Christ so that by the time the Feast of the Resurrection comes, we may all, all of us, every single one of us, have a personal, intimate answer of who Christ is to us. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Hmm.